You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My friend, I have some good news and I have some bad news. Does it have to do with anything with coming out of the bathroom and asking yourself, did I actually eat a bowling ball? Uh, no. Oh, no. it's just me. Uh, welcome to TFL Talking Trucks. We're not talking about bowling balls, mm. but we're talking about trucks. Okay. No, but more importantly, uh, here's this show is about this. Uh, Ram has just announced officially their 2023 model year changes. Right. And this is why I said good news and bad news, because there is lots of good news. And I think, at least personally, there's some bad news. All right. Well, uh, let's get into that. But maybe right before we do, why don't we talk to uh, our Patreon? Oh, thank you. Yeah, we always want to thank you guys because your support is enormous. For example, uh, just over the last several days, we had several people um, support us in a big way on Patreon.com slash TFLCar. It's our only page over there. Uh, Alex Bennett, huge support. Ron Barry and Dave Burkett. I think I got all those names. <laughs> yes, you did. All right, Andre, well so, done. That was the first time. Yes, yes, it was well done. Okay, so thank you guys for having really great, easy names and also <laughs> for your support. We do appreciate your support. Yeah, and we'll get uh, to a couple questions from Patreon as well. That's right. This is a great place for you guys to kind of ask us questions, feedback, provide feedback, um, so we can talk about it on this podcast and also address it in elsewhere, like on our websites. That's right. It's the best way to directly communicate with us without having to go through so many filters and usually not being able to get through to us because we get thousands of emails weekly. Yes. So uh, the great news, and this is what I've been getting emails about, is the Ram TRX going away in 2023? Is it? I thought it was, but maybe no. not. No, it's not. So that's great news, guys. So for 2023, the Ram TRX continues. It's not getting a lot of changes. Uh, so if you were wondering if there's going to be Demon TRX, Red Eye TRX, uh, I don't know, Blue Eye TRX. <laughs> Blue Eye. Um, so it's maintaining its 6.2 liter supercharged V8 uh-huh. because it has a new competitor in town. The Raptor R will be on sale in a few months. 
And I thought that they might juice the numbers a little bit if they continued it, but it sounds like they're not going to. It's going to be basically the same truck. Yeah, and it kind of makes sense because it, it took them so long to certify that engine, you right. know, get it going, produce it, and make it the numbers, actually. And actually, T-Rexes are popular. They're I really see fun. them on, like, every corner. Yeah, they, they, I have not seen too many sitting on dealership lots. And what's interesting is that the TRX is continuing, and Stellantis is also bringing out an old favorite, and that was the Dodge Durango with the SRT Hellcat package. Yeah, and that's coming. Yeah, that's coming back out. So it's kind of like, yes, we know all these things are going away. Hellcats are basically going away. But for now... They're hitting the throttle, pardon the pun, yeah. and bringing out the good stuff one more time. So just kind of keep that in mind. So if you were, you know, really, really worried about, you know, gasoline engines going away or V8s going away, 23, it's on, baby. 23 is going to be hot for you internal combustion freaks. So yes. that's good news. So same for the Ram 1500 standard line. Mm -hmm. um, the 5.7 Hemi continues. The 3.6 Panastar continues. The 3.0-liter EcoDiesel continues. That's interesting. Any news on their new straight-six turbo? That's the bad news. Uh -oh. I, was, I was hoping it would come, but it's not in this list. It's not on their news sheet for 23. What they waiting for? Hmm. So I don't know what they're waiting for, mm -hmm. but um, that engine, the straight-six three-liter you're yeah. referring to, they launched it in the Grand Wagoneer. Yeah. So it's available in Grand Wagoneer. Uh, we'll be driving it very soon. In fact, Roman... I think as we speak, flying to that location to drive it. He is so anxious about going, he's not even taking a plane. He's just using his arms. Yes, flapping. Flapping. <laughs> he, he, no, he's just like, I must drive this. No, no, so the three-liter, I haven't even, like, I, sh I saw it at the show, but mm. I, I, obviously I haven't driven one. I'm really excited about it because there's a high-output version yes. with, like, 500 horsepower. Mm -hmm. That'll be perfect for uh, a Ram truck. Potentially. We yeah. still have to drive it and see if it, you know, I'm curious how it behaves at low RPM. I'm curious to how it's, you know, does it have the torque really, really down there deep? Or do you have to really rev the crap out of it to get there? I don't know. Uh, I, you know, we, we will find out. And hopefully when Roman drives this uh, Jeep. We'll know. We'll know a lot more. Yeah. yeah. And there's a standard version of that engine as well. Mm -hmm. They call it the Hurricane family of yeah. engines because it's turbocharged. Right. So uh, that's all goodness. But I think the badness is that I was really hoping for that engine to enter the Ram I was lineup, hoping, yeah. and it's not yet. At least not yet. Bummer. So uh, what else is happening, right? So Ram, uh, we have lots of notes that we'll publish on tfltruck.com, mm -hmm. right? But I don't want to read a press release. No, no. But what I think what we could do is kind of go over the major points here. Uh, we want to kind of keep this a tight show, and we still need to get to that, those Patreon yeah, uh, comments. Yeah. So let's talk about... The uh, 1500, and then we'll work our way up to the 2500. How about that? Yeah, so really quickly, for 23, the Ram 1500 gets a limited elite edition. So the limited is their top trim, right? Mm -hmm. And now there's a top, top trim. So if you drive that truck, you're an elitist? It, that's what it says in this paper. <laughs> yes, I'll be here all night. Thank you. <laughs> elite edition. So really, really fancy stuff. One of the bigger news is that... RAM will now offer the 12-inch frameless digital gate, gauge cluster. So they've had, you know, little screens before the, between the tachometer and speedometer, right. right, for years. Yeah, yeah. But now they're going all digital because the rest of the industry is going all digital with their I, Almost everybody either has an option for it or it's standard. Yeah. So RAM, RAM is here as well. 
Uh, they're calling it a full-color display. And I'm excited about it because Rem is really good at this, you know, doing themes for each trim. That's exactly what I was so saying, like yeah. a, like a Rebel will have its own theme. Like yeah. Longhorn will has its own kind of a Western theme. And, of course, there's luxury themes, work truck themes, all that stuff. Right. So that's really cool. So this will have Uconnect 5, which is their newest uh, Uconnect system, I believe, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. All right. So that, that's going to be really great, especially uh, on, you know, on the 12-inch screen. So it's going to be across the board. Not the 12-inch screen, but the Uconnect 5. Um, and also, Rebel will get select speed control as standard. It's about time. Basically, it's a slow speed curl control. Yeah. Speed control system. Which almost everybody else has. Well, yeah. Like, if you look at the F-150 Tremor, that they offer it there. Toyota has them. Uh, Toyota Tundras uh, have it, you know, in the same segment. So, I, I think it was an option before. Now, it's standard, which is really, really great. Um, here's another one. 22-inch uh, wheels with all-terrain tires. Can you imagine this? You know, low-profile all-terrain <clears throat> tires? I think, and I hate to say it, there's a really popular trend for people having ridiculously large wheels and these tiny, and I mean tiny in terms of sidewall, tires that they slap on there. And they're almost useless off-road, by the way, um, the, especially when you go super large wheels because you can't, A, air down, and B, you have no sidewall. You slam into something, you're going to destroy a wheel, and they're also heavy, and they're not good for trucks. But I think that Ram sees that there's a trend here, and they want to jump on that and get people who are going to do it anyway to buy it right from the factory, which makes total sense. I just really hate the trend personally. Yeah, I, I would agree, which is kind of odd. And the oddest thing of them all, uh, they're going to have a glove box UV light, an optional feature. Once engaged, the UV light will start a three-minute hygiene cycle and to kill bacteria in your glove box. So I'm wondering, with the whole COVID thing and all the other you know, things out there, is this something that's in response to that? Like if you maybe touch something, you know, a freaky monkey or whatever, and you didn't want to get the pox from it, you put your hands in there and it kills the bacteria and you're going to be okay. I'm not sure if it's free for freaky monkeys, but okay. but it's kind of a odd feature. You know, a lot of vehicles Never now have HEPA filters, you know, yeah, for that, air. Exactly. So that's already good. Mm -hmm. uh, but this UV light, that's really interesting. So like maybe Never you have heard gloves. Of it before. Like gloves that you've been, you know, working with and you're worried about COVID mm -hmm. or some other bacteria, you can put it in the glove box. Yeah, but there's no, nothing here stating that it actually kills COVID or anything else. But it, who knows? Maybe it does. Uh, we'll probably get more information on that as it gets closer to production. Yes. Now let's talk about heavy duty. Heavy duty. Now, yeah. this is something that both you and I were expecting some major news on. And wah, wah, wah. not humongous news. Right. So there was so much talk, and this is addressing a lot of your comments, that RAM will have different transmissions, for example. Right. You know, a big Ison transmissions or other um, Allison transmissions, um, you know, multi, you know, 10 speed automatics. Well, their powertrains are remaining identical to what they have been. Which is no surprise. It's just that I think for a lot of people who are expecting these changes, I'm sure that they're a little depressed. Well, you know me. I'm always excited about the next year and the next thing. You know, the, the cutting edge of stuff. Right. Um, but to some extent, you know, they still have to build, build this stuff, certify this stuff. So right. I kind of get both sides of it. Um, so the 6.4 Hemi continues. 
same power, 410 horsepower. We actually love that engine. The 6.4 is really great. It's a, it's just a good engine. It's a powerful lump. It does everything you ask of it. Yeah, it's not the most efficient thing out there, but it's not as bad as you might think when it's hooked up to that eight-speed automatic transmission. Yeah, that ZF is actually it a, works a really, really nice. well, and we we got decent efficiency numbers. Even even surprisingly, in the Power Wagon, one of my favorite trucks, was surprisingly good. Yeah, but now they have to contend with a big gas motor in the Ford, right? Right. The, the 7.3 Godzilla. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking they might boost the Hemi a little bit. But I was wondering if they're going to do that yeah. too. But I, I'm guessing that on both sides they're kind of le leaving it be. And it, they still continue with the standard output and the high output Cummins diesels. Mm -hmm. So those straight sixes are still there. Uh, the six-speed ice and returns. And, of course, the six-speed Ram transmission and the standard output. Uh, Ram truck it still returns. So the powertrains are returning, good or bad, let us know. I mean, they're having good sales numbers. So apparently, you guys are still really liking their offerings. So yeah, uh, I, I, you know, we, we, I think we've we've already proven the fact that we actually own a Ram truck that we use, you know, heavy duty, and it's been solid, just a really, really good truck, almost and, eight thousand miles now. Right, and you know, it's it's just it's good. They're build they build really good heavy duty trucks, but there are a couple other things that they've added to it. That's including something that um, I didn't expect them to put on the heavy duty truck, and I don't know how many of you guys are going to be hip to that. Are you talking about the uh, backup assist system? Trailer reverse steering control. That's, that's what a, they call it. Yeah, that's a hell of a name. That's not something memorable name. Could you imagine Mr. Truck or some of our other truck friends playing with that thing, swearing at it, kicking it? And Where what? is my trailer reverse steering <laughs> control system? No, it's quite the opposite. I, they won't touch it. I'm not going to play with this thing. I know no. what I'm doing. So here's how it works. Actually, it was introduced even on the TRX mm -hmm. of all trucks. Uh, we had it, the long-term TRX, we had that feature. Basically, you hook, hook up your trailer. It's using the rear camera uh, to look at the trailer tongue. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go, kind of go around the block. You have to make several turns, and it learns the trailer. Yeah, it has to, it has to figure it out, all the axis. Yeah, the axis, the angles, right. and how big the trailer may be. Um, it figures that out, and then you can back it up using only the knob, and the steering wheel kind of turns itself. Right. It's not as aggressive as a driver like you and I would be. Mm -hmm. Like you and I, because we've been towing for years, right? Um, in my experience, we could maybe do it faster mm -hmm. than the system would provide. Right. So, but if you've never backed up a trailer, maybe it will help. Which I would agree on half-ton trucks makes total sense. And, and Ford system, by the way, which is, I think, the first one out there that did that. It was one of the, yeah, um, the first. Is, is quite good as well. But on heavy-duty trucks... I, I kind of question anybody who hasn't driven a tr used a trailer driving a heavy-duty truck. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Heavy-duty trucks, that's, that's, you really need to know how to tow before you drive a heavy-duty truck and aren't towing. Yes. Because you could be carrying thousands and thousands of pounds. Yes, and valuable, valuable cargo. Horses. You know what this maybe is good for? Hmm. Backing down like a boat launch ramp. Because it will also like straighten you out and help you. But once again, you need, the idea is if you have a heavy duty truck, you probably know how to use it. That's kind of my point. Yeah. But I but I get it. I, I, and you know, hey, tech is tech, and slamming it in there is something else that they could say. Hey, we have this, right? Yeah. So they, they, there's more too. There's more. So there is also, uh, of course, the digital cluster. Mm -hmm. So the 12.3 inch, once again, like in the Ram light duties, uh, the digital gauge cluster is in the heavy duties. Um, and I think that's goodness. Um, uh, of course, until it breaks. 
I, I think some of you will comment, oh my gosh, what if it goes down? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, modern that's trucks. The, that's, the, that's the world we live in now. Well, the next generation uh, trailer tow mirrors with telescoping capability are now available across the lineup. I, I think this is a controversial item now. Yeah, I'm curious because, to your point. Well, because the reason why I say it, because Ram has had this flip-up mirrors for a gazillion years. I don't even know how many years. Yeah. At least a decade, maybe more. I no, like No, them. no, several decades even. I would say that they go back uh, so, three, two or three generations. Yeah, so it, it's been, I've been kind of on the fence. So at one point, I like the mirror that they have, mm -hmm. but now I've decided I don't. Because you're getting old and crotchety. Uh, maybe. But, uh, but no, the reason why I decided I don't, first of all, the surface area of the mirror itself is not as big as some other trucks. True. Um, and then when you flip it up, you have to reposition it, right? Because the glass is not in the same position right, as, as it's it was. angled to a completely different direction. Yeah. But it just takes a minute to redirect. No, but what if you didn't buy the fancy truck and you have to go outside, step around, move your mirror, or have a friend help you? You know, you don't think they're powered like across well, not the line? In, not in every truck. Really? Like tradesman trucks, they don't, you know, they're not power glass or the convex part is not powered. Okay. So only the fancy ones, like we're showing you an image of one of the Longhorns, uh, the fancy trucks have that pow okay. powered feature. So the new, I haven't seen the new mirror in person, but I'm really excited to use it and it's supposed to be larger. It's also supposed to be uh, telescoping, like you said, and hopefully it's better. Well, this is coming from a guy who has a half-ton truck and he slapped on heavy-duty tow mirrors on it. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's, which probably in itself gives you one mile per gallon less. <laughs> it just, but they're huge. I, dude. I know. I kind of overdid it. <laughs> I think it's hysterical. I, I overdid it. No, no, no. You're, it's it's totally fine. Um, so so before we move on to the other trailer uh, assistants, um, they also are talking about the digital rear view mirror camera, mm -hmm. incorporating side camera views. So if you imagine the center mirror in your truck, yeah. you can have actually multiple views, not just out the back, but also on the sides. So they're pushing the tech. Have you uh, seen this mirror yet? I have, but not on the Ram truck. Okay, so is it? A, it's a full digital mirror, like what GM builds, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you can completely change the image or part of the image. Um, there's multiple interpretations of this, uh -huh. but there's you know there are buttons on the mirror. Right. You could uh, actually zoom in, zoom out, you know, okay. normally like in GM, but you could also like put uh, like three images behind you, your rear view, and, and then your and side view. Side. Okay. I, I think it's almost too much at this point, but but when we use it, we'll we'll kind of test it. And yeah, see I, it I'm curious about that. I I find that tech to be interesting, and and I know a lot of you out there are like, I don't want it, but I, I I'm curious about it. Let's continue. We still have a lot more to cover. Yeah. Also, uh, so camera system integrations like Trailer Tow Pages app and more camera views. That's all coming to the heavy duty lineup. And by the way, a lot of these changes we mentioned for the heavy duties are also going to be available on their commercial trucks. Mm -hmm. So their commercial chassis cabs. Uh, working vehicles, um, etc. So uh, a lot of that, um, like the side mirrors, the towing tech, all that stuff is coming for the working people who are using that every day. All right. Um, should we move on to our uh, Patreon questions before we move on to the next thing here? Um, actually, one of the Patreon questions has to do with electrification. So how about we... Talk about RAM and electrification mm -hmm. really quick, okay. and then move on to this question. That sounds like a great idea. So 
um, this is a segue to for 2023 ram is gonna um, actually sell in the u.s to fleet only at first an electric um pro master van did you did you see they they kind of redesigned the face of it recently i've seen the face of it so this yeah. is going to be a front wheel drive electric van and and they're saying amazon is the first customer mm -hmm. uh, of this van which so, amazon i thought they were building their own vans with rivian and is that not but, happening? But, but yes, it's happening. Uh, we've seen news that Rivian and Amazon are working together, <coughs> and, and they're building, uh, actually putting them to use now. It's been kind of a slow start. Okay. But I think Amazon has so much demand, so much stuff they're moving, that they need more vehicles. So they're working with multiple companies. Okay. So nothing to say bad about Rivian, but, but um, the first... Um, basically, ProMaster Electric is coming. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're going to ask me what? Range? Yeah, range, power, power charging capability. Price, weight, stuff like that. Uh, uh, we you don't, don't know, know any, any of that. Any of that. Um, and I think partially it's because it's a little bit early still. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, it's only fleet for now. So you and I will not be able to buy one, at least in the coming months. What is the range on the Ford uh, e transit. It's about 126 miles so I'm in willing, the best case scenario. Okay, so I'm willing to bet that it's probably very similar yeah. to that. And um, that would make sense because they done, they've done a lot of studies showing that the routes that these guys go on, these, these delivery people, tend to be X amount. And as such, they're probably going to be aiming for that. So we can at least assume that it'll be within a certain era of March and, you know, within a rough yeah. numbers of the e-transit, which will and, make total sense. And it'll probably have to be competitive on price as well. I would imagine so. So the e-transit starts in the mid $40,000 range. Right. So, so these... Um, uh, Pro Masters would probably have to be in the same. I am curious space. whether or not this will actually be a better van because with the front wheel drive setup, that means that there's no axle in the rear to worry about. There's you know a flat floor, so to speak. I wonder if that'll make it better for battery packaging. I, I'm curious. Yeah, we'll have to drive them. And um, I've been actually talking to Ford. I really want to actually test drive an e-Transit in Colorado because. We haven't really tested one in the real world. No, we really haven't. So we've seen them at shows. We looked at them. We showed you guys, you know, around the, these vans. But the other thing about the new ProMaster for 2023, the styling has updated. Mm -hmm. The front is new. It's basically a Fiat kind of style. Yeah, uh, I've seen, from, I've from seen Europe. it. And it looks, it, I think it looks a little bit better now. More attractive, I would say. I think so. Yeah, yeah. more more handsome, I would say. Not yeah. attractive. One thing about the ProMaster and what Fiat did with it, which is interesting, the reason why the bumper is still kind of ungodly and weird looking, the headlights are high, was specifically because if you bump into things in small city streets, the damage to the bumper is easy to fix and you can, components are cheap to replace. They're trying to keep the headlights up and out of the way so you don't slam into those if you're going back and forth and bumping into walls and other cars. That's why they do that according to them. Yeah, so, modular design. Exactly. Ab absolutely. Um, and also what's really cool, uh, they're going to have on the ProMaster the extra height on the roof. Mm -hmm. So they're calling it super high, not just high. Super high. Super high roof. Um, and also they're going to have this crew van now They've had one before mm -hmm. where there's two rows of seats, right? Yeah. And then the cargo area. I've seen that, but, yeah. But there's a bulkhead behind the second row. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, it's a little bit more quieter. So it almost looks like a truck inside. And then the, there's a large cargo area behind you. I wonder if there's an access door from the cab. That we... uh, no, no. I saw it at the show. Oh, okay. And the way it's designed, it's kind of sealed. And you know who was most excited about this? Dog catchers? Uh, Alex. Alex Dykes? 
No, Alex. Our uh, Alex. Oh, our Alex. Yes, <laughs> Alex Lightman. Oh, yeah, well, because he wants to put motorcycles in yes. there. He's a motorcycle freak. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to load up all of his motorcycles, all his dirt bikes and track bikes in He's there. He's actually really serious about that, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have a high roof, right? Yeah. You have space. It's separated. So if there's fumes from the motorcycle or something you like that. You won't necessarily pass you, out while you're driving. Exactly. It's kind of behind you, and there's ventilation in there. Right. So he really was freaking out about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we may actually get one of these vans, courtesy of Alex, and uh, maybe we'll test it through him. <laughs> yes. So let's get to this one electrified question okay. um, on Patreon. It comes from Julian Hall. Julian, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Um, Julian says, when are we going to get cool but affordable off-road electric trucks? <laughs> We've Sorry. actually covered that. Actually, that's been covered a few times in some different outlets here at TFL, including TFL Off-Road and TFL Car. I actually do a post called Ask Nathan every Sunday, and we've covered that. And right now isn't quite the time, and that's because batteries are still very expensive to make. And they are looking at some alternatives that may be coming out in the next couple of years that will be much less expensive and hopefully better for the environment and blah, blah, blah. But... Right now, if you're thinking about an off-road vehicle, one that actually is seriously capable of off-roading, you may be thinking in terms of a street-legal vehicle. Well, if you actually change your thinking and consider what the side-by-side -side industry is starting to produce, they are now being built. And there are some pretty good ones out there, and we've actually sampled a couple as well. Yeah, the Polaris Ranger or Kinetic. The Kinetic, exactly. Yeah. That's one of the ones I wanted to mention. Yeah. And it is showing some pretty good chops for off-roading. And then some people are like, I hate electric off-roaders because if you bring the if you hit the battery it's going to explode and you know or i can get stuck on the trail with no power or something like this right i wanted to point out something for the past 50 years or more uh Remote-controlled off-road vehicles have been powered by nickel-metal hydride batteries or nickel-cadmium batteries. And, and also, lithium, too. And lithium. And they've proven to be remarkably rugged and capable and all that. So in terms of the capability, it was already there in toys. And in reality, you can make a very capable off-roader with electricity. However, mm -hmm. range, yes, of course, it's always going to be an issue. But I think that you guys might want to start looking at the side-by-side -side industry Polaris, Can-Am, some of these other guys out there, uh, Honda as well. Mm -hmm. And you're going to start seeing off-roaders built by them very soon, powered strictly by electricity. And hence more affordably because they're smaller vehicles. Exactly. exactly. They'll be much more affordable than, oh, so, I don't know, a Hummer. So, Julian, to answer your question, I'm sorry I was laughing when I read your question. Uh, the reason why I was laughing is because Hummer EV truck is very expensive and he's uh, asking for affordable off-road vehicles that's that's the um, only affordable off-road i mean i guess technically you could say the f-150 lightning could be an off-roader but it's really not it doesn't have a lot of clearance no it's yeah. really it's really not an off-roader off-roaders i think are the side-by-sides right now but we do hear and where we know that jeep will have a couple electric off-roaders including a, a version of the wrangler that will be all electric in the near future yeah uh, it, and, I don't think it'll be affordable. And this is according to our friends at MuscleCarsAndTrucks.com. Uh -huh. um, they just did a story recently on their site that um, they interviewed Mike Koval at an event. And Mike Koval hinted at this, and it kind of blew my mind, mm -hmm. is that the TRX might be electrified in the future. You heard it here first. Not uh, really, because uh, technically it was them. 
You heard it here second. <laughs> but that's quite remarkable that he actually is ma- mentioning it now. Yeah, but he said electrified, not all electric. So well, maybe he it could left be a it open. He could. left it open. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, he's excited for the future. Um, whatever, we're not sure what that means. We are expecting major electrification throughout all of Stellantis lineup in the future. Meaning, a lot of plug-in hybrids are already starting to ramp up, and probably within the next two years, you're going to see a significant number of their vehicles becoming PHEVs. And for some of you, that might be enough. And for others who want all electric, you may have to wait a little longer. We know that the Ram Revolution is coming next year. In 2024, they said. Yeah, yes. well, yeah. So, yeah. It, but we should hopefully see it within a year, yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah. And I honestly don't know if that's going to be an off roader truck. I suspect it's going to be similar to like the Chevy and the Ford, mm-hmm. where it's not exactly built just for off roading. But we'll know soon enough. But yes, there's going to be electrification, and I suspect that that'll be the most affordable way you can get some electrification off-road for a fairly inexpensive price. In a real-world testing with the Lightning has shown, uh, getting back a little bit towards the van electrification and also off-roading right. electrification, is that in stop-and-go traffic in our F-150 Lightning, it's far more efficient than on a highway trip. Yes. Uh, we're talking about like two miles per kilowatt hour on a highway trip going at higher speeds at consistent speeds versus in traffic or city like 2.8 so dramatic improvement so if you're talking about delivery vans that are always in traffic that's good for electricity mm-hmm. if you're talking about vehicles off-road that may be kind of stop and go stop and go or de- or descending mountains that also could be good for them. Yeah, but the negative side of that, and I already tested it out on the Jeep uh, Wrangler 4xe, yeah. is the fact that you have to go up these rocks and up these mountains too. And that kills your range significantly. Yeah, yeah, just by a huge number. Uh, I think I only managed a few miles off-road on a vehicle that should have up to 20 miles range, all electric. But you think about it, you're pushing maximum torque whenever you're going up and over these rocks and you're trying to take it nice and easy and you're going up a trail. Yeah, you're going to burn your battery much, much quicker. The good news is that you do recoup a lot of it as you're going back down those obstacles, which is something to keep in mind. Speaking of mid-sized trucks and gladiators and uh, Jeeps. Yes. Ah, it's a transition. Yes, it is. Um, so we have a little bit of news for 2023 Jeep Gladiator. We're, we're focused on pickups, by the way. Yes. Um, we'll let Tommy and Roman discuss Cars other... Cars and other, you know, things. Yeah. yeah. So... The Gladiator, uh, once again, good and bad news. Uh, the good news is that uh, the well, the gasoline and diesel engines remain. Mm-hmm. It's also a little bit of bad news. Yeah, because once again, we're expecting to see that... Um, a plug-in hybrid system. Right, which is... Uh, so, so, by the way, so we may not have all the news here. We have so far what they announced. Right. But maybe they have some... They're, maybe they're holding something back. I here. suspect they might be because they like to do those last-minute announcements. Or, at you know, events. shows are coming up. Right. So uh, in the middle of September, it's Detroit Auto Show. Which is right around the corner. Yes. And then we have the LA Auto Show. In November. SEMA's coming SEMA, up. SEMA, yeah. LA Auto Show, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe Jeep is holding back just a little bit of information here. We're hoping. Yeah, they are. Uh, so, but but small, small updates they're doing. They're getting rid of that five-inch screen, the small Screen. Remember Tommy's Wrangler? Yes, I do remember. It was like a postage stamp. It's it's a small screen. I okay. agree. Um, that's gone. Um, the, now being replaced with a seven-inch diagonal. At screen. At least on the Gladiator. Yeah, on the Gladiator, and um, also they're 
they're kind of introducing a couple of new colors. We mentioned it in previous podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is also going to be silver zenith to replace the billet silver. And also a standard cabin filter that removes 95% of air particulates. So once again, filtration system. Yeah, and if they combine that with that cool glove box thing. EV, uh, UV light. Right. Then suddenly you'll be immune from everything. When, while off-roading. Yeah. yeah. Bring on smallpox. But no what, if you, what if you open your roof up and bacteria uh, just enters? Uh, yeah, I forgot about no, that. Okay. I'm, I'm not a bacteria freak. <laughs> I'm not that worried. We've all had to deal with this in our own ways, guys. Uh, Andre has dealt with it as well, and he's showing signs. Um, So I think that – is there any more um, Patreon questions? So, yeah, let me check. So the biggest news, you know, we can kind of wrap up the Ram and the Jeep discussion and and see where we can go from there. Well, while we're doing that, uh, I noticed something from our last podcast – which was about mid-sized trucks, and it was our mid-sized madness um, episode, uh, which, by the way, was very successful. Thanks to you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, one of the things I noticed a lot of you guys were being a little bit angry about or hissing about, I should say, is the fact that we weren't mentioning the Dodge Dakota or the mm, Ram Dakota. Yes. And that's because there's absolutely no official news about it that has been recently or even over the past year dropped. Other than just the hints and rumors about them, yes, they're interested in building a mid-sized truck, and they might be doing this, and they might be doing that. We have no information, and I think there's a reason for that. I'm pretty sure they're developing something. I'm, you and I, I think, agree on that. And it could be any number of things. It could be similar to a Honda Ridgeline. It could be similar to a Ford uh, Ranger. We just don't know yet. But they are, once again, building the Ram Revolution. And I have a feeling they don't want to take away the moment, the momentum, the power of what this truck is going to be when it comes out. It's a big thing. So introducing a brand new mid-sized truck might actually be counterintuitive of what their public relations people want to do, despite the fact that it might already be ready. And finally, they already have a mid-sized truck. They have the Gladiator. And even though it's an expensive mid-sized truck, I think that the Stellantis people, the way their new brain is thinking, is like, we already have a mid-sized truck. Why are people complaining? Mm-hmm. So you guys are going to have to send out fiery letters directly to Stellantis. And not us. Not us. Yes. We're not going to send anything <laughs> forward. Uh, but seriously, if you, you know, you, voice up. If you really want this, the, the, the return of the Dakota, you're going to have to make your voices heard. Uh, we're, we're doing our best on our end, but you guys need to do it too. Yeah. And actually, there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel here. Mm-hmm. Um, here's where the light is coming from. Last year, in 2021, they had the EV day. Yes. Uh, remember this huge Stellantis meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was mostly quite boring. But I, I was really interested in it because there, there was a lot of technical detail as well. Right. And part of it, and I believe this was Ralph Gilles who's the chief designer at Stellantis. We know Ralph quite well. He's yeah. extremely talented. We've interviewed him several times. He's really approachable. Really yeah, great. he's a great guy. And he mentioned something that their electrification platform could be used for a smaller pickup. His words, not 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 mine. Mm-hmm. So so he was trying to like little te- throw out a few teasers. So what are their electric platforms? They have at least four, I believe. One of them is using will be called the frame platform for electrification, which is the RAM revolution. Yes. Large, big battery, heavy, 
big vehicle. It kind of combines some of the tech that you would see on the Ford F-150 Lightning. Kind of same model of methodology. But there's some other stuff yeah. to it as well. It's a mixture of a skateboard platform and a frame kind of all mushed together yeah. to build this. Which makes sense. For heavy vehicles, you need a heavy frame to support the weight. Bingo. Tow trailers, whole mm -hmm. payloads, right. all that stuff. But they have three other modular platforms that could be used for small, tiny, compact vehicles, mm -hmm. mid-sized vehicles, and more larger vehicles, like right. sedans and SUVs. But those could support a pickup truck as well. Why not? Like even a compact one, like a Maverick. Exactly, and Something that's like that's that. where that's where the possibility could be. But there was nothing else official about it. I but think they he, didn't say, "Hey, by this year, this is." No, they never said that. No, I think he dropped a hint, and I think that we'll start seeing some light at the end of the tunnel, as you said. Probably within the next year, we should be hearing a lot more, especially because right now the Maverick and the Santa Cruz are red hot in sales, and I have a feeling that other automakers are starting to see that and go, hmm, maybe we should do something. Yeah, like GM and, and Solantis have been caught red, uh, like flat-footed flat here. Yeah. They, I mean, totally. They Maverick, knew it was coming, too. <laughs> they knew it. They knew it. They just they, they didn't bother because of that. That's just a fad. Like rock and roll is just a fad. Oh, yeah. Phones, cell phones are just a fad. Guess what, guys? You were wrong. And you need to build a truck for people who can afford them. And also for our friend who wrote in, you need to buy or sell a uh, affordable off-road electric exactly. vehicle. And make them off-road worthy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, and like we did a story recently about the Chevy Montana compact pickup overseas. It exists. Yeah, yeah, in Brazil, I think. Yeah, and here. they're updating it and making it cooler and boxier and even, even better than before, ever. Mm -hmm. And... GM, why can't you? I know it's not like you can just take one truck from one country and put it into the next. There's complex trading rules, taxation, oh, the Department chicken of tax, yeah, and you have chicken to make tax, it safety, um, and all that. safety, crash protection, all that stuff. I right. know it's complicated, but but still, you have the chassis, you have the platforms. Satisfy the customers. That's exactly it. Satisfy the customers. I have a feeling that GM is being hesitant because they're moving to an all electric future. But, I don't know, make it a hybrid. See what happens. Nobody's really done a four-wheel drive hybrid small baby truck. Do it. Make it happen, GM. I'm going to snap my fingers, and Mary Barra is going to call me right now and say I'm making it happen. During this podcast? She, she, didn't, she didn't call. She didn't call she, She's not calling. No. Yeah, but I thought no. she was tapped into her like everybody else, all the other executives. Are... Anyway, guys, once well, again, if your voices are heard, perhaps they'll actually do something. It, it is up to you guys as well. Yeah, and also, so this was kind of a big Stellantis Ram Jeep download. Mm -hmm. um, this is, we shared the most significant features that are coming for 2023. Right. Thank goodness the TRX is here still. Still here. Uh, we don't know what's happening for 2024. That's still, you know, we'll discuss that later. Uh, but at least 2023 model year, uh, a lot of the V8s are still here, which is really great. I think Ram is also holding something back. They may not have announced everything yet. I think you're right. So, so stay tuned. Um, like we said, many shows are still to come in the fall. Uh, huge news are probably uh, still around the corner. Right. They do hold on to the, some of those things specifically for the shows. Even now, even though they're not as popular as they used to be. Yeah. Um, so a couple more things before we while we're wrapping, wrapping up here. Um, I wanted to mention, because we're mentioning full-size trucks, right? Mm -hmm. So F-150 and um, Super Duty. So F-150 have 2023 model year has already been announced. 
the configurator is not quite online. So if you wanted to build your trucks already, mm -hmm. not quite there yet. The order books will be opening in a couple months. Uh, also for the Super Duty as well. Right. Um, we'll have more official news for the fully redesigned, well, I don't know how fully redesigned it is, but that is the new 2023 Super Duty. That news is still coming. Right. That's going to be exciting. We've seen a lot of the models running around. Yeah, you know, camouflage all over the place. Yeah. I mean, by God, I, I think um, a year ago we've seen camouflage Super Duties running around. I would agree. So, so there's a huge news coming from Ford there. Mm -hmm. GM. We've also seen camouflaged vehicles from them for heavy duties mm -hmm. uh, in a big way. So, but I think they're holding until 2024. I would agree with you, because, especially because the Colorado just well, re, you know, just was announced in right. the canyon, in exactly. the GMC canyon. And I say I think it, it's more than that. So they already showed the fleet um, order guide for 2023. Uh -huh. Not many changes for heavy duty trucks. Gotcha. So 2024 model year is where uh, a lot of the changes will come from. I'm hoping uh, diesel upgrades because they've been teased. Um, previously, I published a story in TFL Truck where we got some diesel upgrade story, and I was hoping it would come sooner than it did, and it's not coming here for 2023. That was my hope. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, but 2024 is going to be a huge year for heavy-duty trucks. I would agree. No, no matter what, because you know Ford is updating them sooner. Yep. Ram is doing some changes, like we discussed, and then GM is coming a little bit later. Uh, with their heavy duty trucks well there you have it folks i think that we've covered a lot of this please let us know in the comments below what you think and perhaps what you want to see with heavy duty truck upgrades in the very near future i suspect there's more news out there and the minute we get it we will have another podcast yeah absolutely we'll share it um you can go to oldtfl.com because we have eight channels four websites two podcasts uh, but OTFL is kind of you can kind of see all in one place one-stop shopping Yeah, and you can drill into all the stories right if you don't want to know about cars You can just click on the truck story and or motorcycles and, and or side-by-sides as I said we, we, we have all this stuff totally off-road TFL yeah. off-road channel. That's what we have so um, And we have a lot more stories from Overland Expo uh, because that was quite a show <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right indeed. Uh, thank you by the way for stopping by and visiting with us. We appreciate that guys So all right, so, uh, thank you very much. I'm just gonna close this down. We'll see you next week. Cheers guys When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.